there fantasy owners welcome to LTC fantasy not sure if you're chiming in watching via YouTube or listening via podcast but really do appreciate the support and the streaming no matter how you're doing it there today we're gonna continue along with our team reviews we're gonna take a look at the Toronto Maple Leafs we're gonna take a look at their depth chart according to dailyfaceoff.com I do find them to be the most accurate especially during the regular season so we'll check out the Maple Leafs projected goaltending tandem, defensive pairings, forward lines, mention who's on specialty team units to hopefully help you determine some fantasy value for players for your upcoming drafts and fantasy seasons there. So we'll get right into it. Their goaltending, projected goaltending tandem in Toronto is uh, Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. Now, Matt Murray came over in that trade from Ottawa there. He's 28 years old. Last year, got into 20 games played. He was 5-12-2 with one shutout, a 3.05 goals against average, and a 9.06 save percentage. Pretty ugly numbers, but we'll talk about them in a second there. And Samsonov, he's 25 years old, signed as a free agent there. He got into 44 games last year. He was 23-12-5, so nice win total there. Three shutouts, a 3.02 goals against average, but only an 8.96 save percentage. He played for a pretty strong uh, team in Washington there. Now how it's going to project out with Murray, you have to think he's going to have the longer leash. He's making the bigger money there, but Probably going to run into somewhat of a tandem situation. Toronto, they got two goalies that are kind of low-risk, high-reward there, so to speak. Because Murray, when he got sent down, he was having a horrible season. When he got called back up, he had a nice five, six, seven game start stretch there where he kind of looked like his Pittsburgh days there. Um, he didn't fare too well in Ottawa. It... First time in three seasons he's had over a 900 save percentage, so he does have that going for him. Obviously a stronger team that he's playing in uh, behind in Toronto this year compared to Ottawa, so his numbers should improve, especially in the win column. Not so sure about save percentage, but even if they can give him some steady goaltending, it's a win for Toronto there. And Samsonov, he's a former first-round pick. He had a lot of promise down here last year. Washington wasn't sure what to do with either goalie. Ended up getting rid of both Vanessic and Samsonov there. But Samsonov does have promise. He played not too bad in the playoffs there. So see how that plays out. Um, just can't really say one's going to start more over the other based on how their last season, or in Murray's case, last few seasons went. They're both going to show fantasy value, but... How much? Because I really do see it being a tandem situation. Murray probably starting a few more to start, but if he falters, Samsonov gets in there. For me, I'm a little worried that one takes over and the other, and I end up drafting the other one, and I don't want that to happen to me, so I'd be a little cautious about it. But as a third goalie option... Might not be too bad because Toronto definitely is going to get wins this year. So if he is your third option and you start him when he's a confirmed starter, there will be some value there for you. Moving along to four or defensemen, sorry, their top pairing will be Morgan Riley and Tim Lilligren. Now, Riley should be on the top power play and second PK unit. He's 28 years old, 
Another solid, solid season for him. 82 games played. He had 10 goals, 58 assists for 68 points. So obviously fantasy relevant. Really good production there. He wouldn't be in that top five defenseman off the board, but he's a nice consolation prize if he can't snag a Yossi or a Hedman or a Makar, uh, something along those lines. I put him in the same echelon as like Carlson out of Washington there. Maybe a little bit better than Carlson, to be honest. Uh, he also had 23 power play points, 92 hits, 87 blocks, and 221 shots on goal. So the hits and blocks total, they're decent for an offensive defenseman. That's little added value, whereas you'd be sacrificing some of that with some of the others there. Uh, Lilligren, he should be on the second power play unit. He's 23 years old. Last year got into 61 games. He had 5 goals, 18 assists for 23 points. So not great production, but he will be getting a lot more minutes if he does stay on that top pairing. 2 power play points, 87 hits, 60 blocks, and 79 shots on goal. For me, I'm not going to try to avoid drafting him. Unless it's in one of my really deep leagues, I might take a flyer on him. But that'd be... About the only chance I take. I want to see how he progresses and how he does with that top pairing ice time because he could easily get shifted back down in the pecking order there. Uh, second pairing should be Jake Muzzin and TJ Brody. Now Muzzin, he should be on the top PK unit. He's 33 years old. Last year got into 47 games. He had 3 goals, 11 assists for 14 points. He threw 105 hits, so nice hit total for only 47 games. 60 blocks, decent, 75 shots on goal, again, decent. He projects probably to be right around that 22 to 25 point range over a full 82. So there is fantasy value if he does stay healthy in some of your deeper leagues, like I mentioned, depending on the fantasy format and roster sizes there. TJ Brody should be on the second PK unit. He's 32 years old. He got into 82 games last year, so healthy all year. Four goals, 24 assists for 28 points. Only one on the power play. 53 hits. You'd like to see that be a little bit higher if you're only getting 28 points. But did have 106 blocks, so nice block total there. 68 shots on goal. Uh, third pairing should be Mark Giordano and Justin Hall. Now Giordano, he should be on the second power play unit. He's 38 years old, so definitely aging up there. Uh, 75 games played. He had 8 goals, 27 assists for 35 points. So decent production, especially for a 38, well, 37-year-old last year. So he, obviously his minutes are going to be down playing on the third pairing, but he's still going to get some second unit power play time. So he should be relevant in deeper leagues. If you got him and it's a keeper league, I'd try to trade him because I don't know how much longer he's going to last there. But uh, of those 35 points, 12 are on the power play, so still knows how to run a power play. 75 hits, 139 blocks, so nice block total there, 151 shots on goal. And his partner, Justin Hole, he should be on the top PK unit. He's 30 years old. Last year got into 69 games played. He had 3 goals, 20 assists for 23 points. 129 hits, 104 blocks. So nice numbers in those hits and blocks categories. And 64 shots on goal. 
Uh, moving up to their forwards now. Their top line should be Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner. Same as it was last year. Bunting should be on the second power play unit, 26 years old. Got into 79 games played last year. Had 23 goals, 40 assists for 63 points. Really nice point total. I used him as a streamer lots because there's low ownership in a couple of my leagues there. And on late nights, I'd always pick him up. Seemed to benefit me because really 63 points. He should have a lot higher ownership than what he did last year. Five power play points. 85 hits, so decent hit total. 21 blocks, so didn't block a lot but 175 shots on goal. Riding shotgun with Marner and Matthews, obviously you're going to get piggyback points, and that's why he was one of my favorite streamers last year. Austin Matthews, of course he's fantasy relevant. He'll be off the board early in pretty much every draft there. Top power play unit, 24 years old. Uh, 73 games played, he had 60 goals, 46 assists for 106 points. 60 goals broke the 100 Point barrier, can't say enough about Matthews. He's going to be really, really good. And take him if he drops down to you there. Uh, 29 power play points, 67 hits, 62 blocks, 348 shots on goal. Now Marner, he should be on the top power play unit and top PK unit. He's 25 years old. Last year got into 72 games. He had 35 goals, 62 assists for 97 points. He would have been over 100 points if he played a full 82. Obviously, fantasy relevant. Obviously, doesn't quite score as much as Matthews, of course. <coughs> so, Matthews, you'll obviously draft ahead of him. But, Marner is a nice consolation prize there. Similar to how Drysettle and McDavid work in Edmonton there. You're, they're both going to be fantasy relevant. Very good top line in Toronto. 25 power play points. 75 hits. 31 blocks and 224 shots on goal. Second line now should be Alex Kerfoot, John Tavares, and William Nylander. Now, Kerfoot, he kind of went up and down a bit, a lot of the time in the third line role, but did play some top six minutes last year. Should be on the second PK. He's 28 years old. Nice season last year, 82 games played, 13 goals, 38 assists for 51 points. So definitely going to be fantasy relevant. It just depends how deep your league is, if he's going to be full-time on your roster or more of a streaming option. Similar to bunting, just fewer points because his line mates aren't going to be Matthews and Marner there. Uh, one power play point, 75 hits, 65 blocks, and 117 shots on goal. Kerfoot does add some... Uh, different upside from Bunting in the fact that he does play center a fair bit, so if face-off wins are counted in your league, you might be a little bit better option than Bunting if you want to offset some offense for face-off wins there. Now, Tavares, he should be on the top power play unit, 31 years old. Last year, 79 games played. He had 27 goals, 49 assists for his 76 points. So basically a point per game, and it almost felt like an off-season for him. It was kind of weird. He had a really good season, but for some reason, maybe it's just me thinking, but I almost felt, well, mind you, the season that Matthews was having, Tavares was kind of shadowed by it, but Tavares is definitely fantasy relevant, hell of a player. It just, sometimes he gets overlooked a little bit with uh, Marner and Matthews there. 
26 power play points, 90 hits, 44 blocks, 237 shots on goal. Yes, he'll be fantasy relevant again and should be right around that point per game mark. Now, Nylander is another good fantasy relevant player. Top power play unit, 26 years old. Love the top six in Toronto. 81 games played, 34 goals, 46 assists for 80 points. Uh, so, point per game player, 31 power play points, 19 hits, 30 blocks, and 256 shots on goal. Another good player. He's going to get you a ton of points. Toronto's a team that you love in fantasy because really they're like Edmonton in a similar similar fashion. That they're going to outscore their mistakes. They're going to score lots. And that's what you want in fantasy is goals, assists, points, shots and goals, etc. There's a lot of players on Toronto that are going to provide that for you. Uh, third line should be Pierre Engvall. David Kampf and Kelly Yarncroft. Now, Engvall is 26 years old, 78 games played. He had 15 goals, 20 assists for 35 points. Really nice point total for a third-line player there. Three power play points, 66 hits, 12 blocks, 154 shots on goal. Uh, David Kampf, he should be on the top PK unit. He's 27 years old. Had... 82 games played last year, 11 goals, 15 assists for 26 points, so a little low there. 80 hits, 26 blocks, 102 shots on goal. First one that I see, well, Angvalli doesn't show a lot of fantasy value, but stream him on light nights depending where he falls. But Kampf, I wouldn't really consider him fantasy relevant there. Uh, Yarncroft, he should be on the second power play, second PK unit. He's 30 years old. Got into 66 games last year, 12 goals, 18 assists for 30 points, 6 power play points, 38 hits, 17 blocks, 101 shots on goal. Almost a half point per game player. He does get some power play time, so he might be worth streaming on light nights. He did have a, after a really slow stretch, start last year in Seattle. He did start to turn it up, started to tail off when he... Got traded to Calgary there because he dropped down in the pecking order. So hard to kind of gauge what Yarncroft's going to do for you. But do keep an eye on him. He might be worth streaming on off nights or if he's on a hot streak, etc. Fourth line should be Wayne Simmons, Adam Gaudet, and Nicholas Abekubel. Now Simmons, he's 34 years old. I love watching Simmons play. It's just his fantasy, his good fantasy days are well behind him. But... Still nice to have on your hockey team there. 72 games played. He had 5 goals, 11 assists for 16 points. So the production's really dropped off for him. One power play point. Still throws a lot of hits. 148 hits in limited ice time. Doesn't block though. Only 11 blocks last year. 79 shots on goal. Uh, Gaudet. He should be on the second power play unit. He's 25 years old. Last year, 50 games played. He had 4 goals, 8 assists for 12 points. So not a lot of production there. One power play point, 63 hits, 9 blocks, 84 shots on goal. And Abe Kubel, he's 26 years old, 74 games played. He had 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points, 140 hits, 18 blocks, and 87 shots on goal. So that pretty much wraps up Toronto in a nutshell. Another high-scoring Canadian team. You really look at it for fantasy-relevant players. There's a lot in... As I mentioned, uh, Toronto, Edmonton, Ottawa has quite a few up-and-comers there. 
Calgary has quite a few players looking pretty good for Canadian teams there. We'll be out in a bit with another one there. Really do hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did and you're watching it via YouTube, remember to hit like, hit subscribe, remember that notification bell as maybe you want to catch some previous reviews, maybe you want to watch the rest of them. After the previews are done, we will be getting into our top goalie, top defenseman, top forward rankings. And of course, during the regular season, we have three episodes that come out every week looking at different players to help your fantasy rosters and hopefully get you those wins or get you the titles in the leagues. And again, if you're listening via podcast, remember to hit follow, hit that heart, no matter what platform you're on, just for the same reason, so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And again, I really do hope you enjoyed it. Good luck in your drafts and good luck in your upcoming fantasy seasons, fantasy owners.